0: Our scripture this morning is from Isaiah 33, verses 2 through 6, so let us hear the word of the Lord to us. O Lord, be gracious to us, we wait for you. Be our arm every morning, our salvation in the time of trouble. At the sound of tumult, peoples fled. Before your majesty, nations scattered. Spoil was gathered as the caterpillar gathers, as locusts leap, they leaped upon it. The Lord is exalted. He dwells on high. He filled Zion with justice and righteousness. He will be the stability of your times, abundance of salvation, wisdom, and knowledge. The fear of the Lord is Zion's treasure. I'LL BE REFLECTING ON ALL THESE VERSES, BUT ESPECIALLY VERSE 6, WHERE WE READ, GOD WILL BE THE STABILITY OF YOUR TIMES. THIS IS THE WORD OF THE LORD. THANKS BE TO GOD. O LORD, MAY THE WORDS OF MY MOUTH AND THE MEDITATIONS OF ALL OUR HEARTS BE ACCEPTABLE IN YOUR SIGHT, FOR YOU ARE OUR STRENGTH AND OUR REDEEMER. AMEN. Rick Bass is an author. He lives in Montana with his wife and two daughters. He tells about taking a trip back to the family farm in Texas, a very poignant visit because his mother had died and no one would be at the farm. We landed at the airport, he says, rented a car, and it was a joy for me to head to the farm and realize my daughter, Lowry, who had just turned three, would get to see the colors and sights of the place and hopefully some of it would lodge in her subconsciousness. And that Mary Catherine, who had just turned six, would remember much of it. We drove 50 miles to the farm. My wife, Elizabeth, and I talked as we watched the sunlight stretch across the green fields. The girls asleep in the back seat, and I thought, what angels they are. How I love them. And then a second wave of emotion washed over me as if my mother were watching the girls from over my shoulder and wanting me to love them even more since she wasn't there to love them. It gave me a bittersweet feeling, mixed with gratitude, that there was something of her being passed on to the girls. When we got to the farm, we stopped to open the gate. The girls had woken up. We decided to park the car right there and walk the rest of the way to the farmhouse. We walked in the last light of the day down the sandy winding road between the enormous oaks, five and six hundred years old, and it was strange the way there were times on that walk when I felt I was walking in the footsteps of times past, going back in time and enjoying it as my mother and father enjoyed it the last thirty or forty years. The girls had picked flowers along the way, buttercups, wine cups, black-eyed Susans, and in the culvert that ran under the road, there must have been 10,000 frogs splashing. We tried to catch some, but they were too wiggly. We finally reached the farmhouse that my mother loved so much. She had lived in it so fully that as I stepped into it, I could feel a remnant of her love in the place. I'm grateful now for this house and for her blood in my veins and the memories I have. Those are the thoughts of Rick Bass as he visited the family farm. I share them because they reveal so well the feeling of years that have passed and hanging on to memories, but also knowing time moves on, that the flow of life is something we can't ever quite control. And I suspect many of us have reflected that way, a similar way during this Christmas, and again this week as we thought about the coming of a new year. For one thing, there's so much happening out there in the larger world. There are issues of war, economy, race, climate, violence, politics, artificial intelligence, the overload of data we live with, saturated with information. It all adds up and it can make the world seem increasingly unstable. A lot is happening and it's happening at a faster pace than ever before. Life is lickety-split touches every part of our lives and can leave us apprehensive about how it's all going to turn out. And if the world out there isn't enough, things pop up in our own lives that are beyond our control and remind us that we're not in charge. Things happen that wound us. Some of us have lost a loved one this past year, and this was the first Christmas without them. So much happens in life unannounced. Happens night or day, suddenly or gradually, time vanishes so fast, and every minute is a minute we know we'll never have again. So how should we as Christians live in light of the times we're living through? How do we live out our faith in a world that can be scary at times, trends that leave us uneasy, fears that reverberate down into our very souls, AND IS GOD IN CONTROL? CAN GOD BE TRUSTED TO BE OUR HELP AND OUR GUIDE? DOES GOD HAVE A GRIP ON THINGS? I WANT US TO REFLECT ON THE SOVEREIGN PRESENCE OF GOD IN OUR LIVES ON THIS EVE OF A NEW YEAR AND IN LIGHT OF THE GIFT WE RECEIVED AT CHRISTMAS, THE GIFT OF THE CHRIST. I want to remind us that God is Lord of all. We can trust the ever-present care of God. God's always at work in our lives, and because of that, we can move into the future with confidence and joy. And a great scripture to help us is Isaiah 33, these verses two through six. In light of our desire to live our lives to the glory of God in the real world, a world where the years flow by, a world that's crazy and chaotic at times, and our personal lives get crazy and chaotic, yet we're a people of hope because, as our scripture says, God is the stability of our times. However we come this morning, however we're doing in life, God is the stability of our times. Maybe you've just had the best Christmas you've ever had and you want the trajectory to continue or maybe you come this morning exhausted from Christmas and anxious about a new year. This scripture is for us, O oh Lord, Isaiah says. Be gracious to us. We wait for you, we long for you. Be our arm every morning, be our strength every day, be our salvation in times of trouble. May the sound of your voice, the reality of your presence, lead us each day. This is a prayerful pleading on Isaiah's part for God to be gracious. And then he moves from that to this ringing affirmation, the Lord is exalted, God dwells on high, God filled Zion with justice and righteousness, God will be the stability of your times, Though the Lord is very great and lives in heaven, yet God will make your place His home for all that is good and right. God will be the stability of your times, an abundance of salvation and wisdom and knowledge. The fear of the Lord will be your treasure. The backdrop to this scripture was a very tense time for Israel uh, caused by the military threat of Assyria. It's around 700 B.C. Assyria is the dominant power of the day, known for organizational skill, military tactics, no one was more feared. In 701, Sennacherib, the Assyrian ruler, came to Jerusalem to destroy it, and King Hezekiah tried to appease Sacharad. He sent extravagant tribute to the Assyrians. He emptied the temple of its treasures. He stripped gold from the doors of the temple to buy off the Assyrians. And Israel was driven to her knees and confessed that human wisdom would never do it. Only divine help would do it. And Hezekiah and the people cried out to God. God answered. The siege was lifted. Jerusalem was spared. And it led Isaiah to make this ringing affirmation, this testimonial, O oh Lord, you're the stability of your times. And Isaiah would say it to us, Isaiah would say it to us, whenever God's people face uncertainty, whenever God's people are anxious, whenever God's people are fearful, comes this affirmation, the Lord is the stability of your times. Isaiah knows that the life of a nation are in the hands of God. He knows that our individual lives are in the hands of God. Isaiah knows that time and time itself are in the hands of God. Isaiah knows the stresses of life can overwhelm us, and yet he breaks out in trust and gratitude. As we enter a new year, 2024, we all feel the reality of time. At our house, it's probably the changes in our children's lives as much as our own that gives us that feeling. Where does the time go? Seems like just yesterday we were holding them in the hospital nursery and carrying them home in bassinets. Seems like just yesterday they were in a crib playing with toys, little tykes heading off to kindergarten, then to soccer games and swimming lessons and college. And now they're off with families of their own moving on in life. And all of you have felt that way at times. You've sat at a graduation ceremony and watched a son or a daughter or a niece or a nephew get a diploma, or you see a grandchild get married and a wave of emotion comes over you. Where did the years go? Where it wasn't that long, you were standing at the altar getting married and now you're celebrating your 25th or your 40th or your 55th, where have the years gone? Just a few years ago, you were taking your first job, and now they're having a retirement party for you. And you think of all the years, and you wonder how 2024 crept up on you. C.S. Lewis had gone to a doctor because of serious health problems. And the doctor told him rather brusquely, your days are numbered. As Lewis reached the door to go, he turned and said, Doctor, your days are numbered, (laughs) too. Change, constant change. If there's anything that unites us here this morning, we're all moving into the future. The pull of the calendar, the inexorable pull of the future. And that's why this scripture in Isaiah 33 is liberating, so liberating. In a world of constant change, comings and goings, the ebb and flows of life, the Lord will be the stability of your times, your times, my times. In a world of constant change, God has a grip on the future. God's the foundation underneath it all. Every second, every minute, every hour, I remember hearing as a boy that God's eternal and God's always existed, that no matter how far you go back in time, God is before it, and no matter how far you go into the future, God's ahead of it. I tried to figure it out. I went outside, laid down on the grass, looked up at the big blue sky, tried to take my mind and think all the way back to a time that was before God. I'd say to myself, back, back, back. Push AS HARD AND AS FAR AS I COULD GO, BACK, BACK. AND WHEN I GOT THERE, I REALIZED THAT EVEN BEFORE THAT, GOD WAS THERE. NO MATTER HOW FAR BACK, CHRIST WAS BEFORE IT. SO I'D GO FORWARD AS FAR AS I COULD THINK, AND I'D TRY TO HOLD THE THOUGHT RIGHT THERE, ALL THE WAY TO THE END OF TIME, BUT I COULDN'T HOLD ON TO THAT EITHER. AN ETERNAL GOD WAS TOO MUCH FOR ME. INFINITY WAS TOO MUCH FOR MY FINITUDE. I ran into the house, crawled down behind a chair in the corner of the living room, covered my head. I just can't do it. I just can't do it. I can't think of a time or place backward when God wasn't there, and I can't think of a time or place forward when God won't be there. It was mind-boggling for a boy, and it's still mind-boggling. Isaiah's affirmation is is exactly what we need. God will be the stability of our times. Instead of being intimidated by the timelessness of God, we can rest in it. Instead of trying to understand infinity, we can enjoy it. When life gets chaotic, it's God who knows our comings and goings. It's God who knows our aches and pains. It's God who is in charge of this planet. It's God who is with us in our future. First hour of the day, last hour of the day, whether you're 20 years old or 40 or 80, God's the stability. Nothing can separate you from God's love in Jesus Christ, the Christ who was born in a manger, the Christ who died and rose for you, the Christ who sends the Holy Spirit to send you with love, joy, and peace. There's nothing out there but that God's ahead of it. Crown Him the Lord of years, the hymn writer says, the potentate of time. Had no beginning, has no end, always there, the potentate of time. If you count by ones, up to one trillion, if you count by ones, up to one, trillion. one, second per, one number per second, day and night, it'll take you 32,000 years. To count to a trillion. To God, that number is nothing. Nothing. Before the hills in order stood, wrote Isaac Watts, or earth received her frame, from everlasting thou art God, to endless years the same. A thousand ages in thy sight are like an evening gone, short as the hours that end the night before the rising sun. If God can handle a trillion years, if they're but a few days, God can handle your future and mine. If God's the potentate of time, we can trust God with our lives. Isaiah says here in our scripture that every morning God is our arm. It's one of the great images in scripture, the arm of God. People would have thought of Moses armed, raised over the Red Sea, and God parting the waters, the arm of God, God's strength, the one who has the power to grasp you and hang on to you. The Lord, Isaiah says, is a rich store of salvation, wisdom, and knowledge. What more could we possibly want or need? Salvation, wisdom knowledge. We simply come to God with reverence, worship, awe. The fear of the Lord is our treasure. The fear of the Lord is our treasure. So I want to encourage all of us this morning, anyone who feels the heaviness of time, that another Christmas has come and gone, and in a few hours a new year arrives. Let me encourage you that IN 2024, WHETHER IT'S GOOD HEALTH OR NOT SO GOOD, THE LORD WILL BE THE STABILITY OF YOUR TIMES. IF THERE'S SOME HARD CIRCUMSTANCE IN YOUR LIFE THAT WON'T BUDGE, IF YOU HAVE CHALLENGES THAT JUST GO ON AND ON, GOD KNOWS YOU AND WILL DRAW YOUR TIMES INTO HIS SELF, WHERE THERE'S LOVE AND GRACE AND HEALING, THE LORD WILL BE YOUR STABILITY. Every day, we're reminded how troubled the world out there can be. Every day, we're reminded in our own lives how transient things can be. Kids don't stay kids very long. Middle-agers don't stay middle-aged. The old don't stay old forever. But hear this. God is a rich store of salvation and wisdom and knowledge. Dr. Jonathan Gibson is a Presbyterian pastor and professor. He was born and raised in Belfast, educated in British universities. He tells about when his wife, Jackie, and he were living in Cambridge (coughs) along with their four-year-old son, Ben. One thing Ben liked to do was to look up at the moon at night, and so they would take him outside or hold him up to the window, and they would ask, Ben, what shape is the moon? And he'd say, it's a crescent moon, or a half moon, three-quarter moon. Then father would ask Ben, what shape is the moon always? And Ben would say, the moon is always round. Then his father asked, what does that mean? And Ben would say, God is always good. They had been trying to teach Ben that even when we can't see the whole moon, even when we can't understand all of God's purposes in a certain situation in life, God is always good. Six months later, they were expecting their second child, a girl they had already named Layla. A week before the due date, Jackie woke up one night and said, Something's not right. They went to the hospital and an exam confirmed, no heartbeat. Their world fell apart. The bottom of their world fell, gave way, thrust into the pain. Dr. Gibson drove home that night and out of nowhere, Ben asked, why isn't Layla coming home? Well, because Jesus called her name, and she went to him, and we'll go to her someday, Ben still seemed confused by it all. He said to Ben, I don't really know why this happened, but remember the moon? What shape is the moon? Ben said, the moon's always round. And what does that mean? God is always good. Ben, tonight it's hard to see the moon at all, but we got to remember God is good, and God has his reasons. Let us affirm as we go into a new year, whether it's the best of times or something less, the moon is always round. God is always good. The Lord is the stability of our times. So let us embrace with joy those holy moments each day when we can give thanks for the common blessings of life, the very air we breathe, the food on our tables, the beauty of the world around us. Let us embrace with joy those holy moments with friends around our dinner table, or take time to hold a newborn baby, or grasp those moments when we can be a healing Christ TO A HURTING SOUL. EMBRACE THE HOLY MOMENTS WHEN YOU CAN GIVE SOMEONE A HUG AND SAY YOU LOVE THEM. LET US EMBRACE THE HOLY MOMENTS HERE WHEN WE GATHER ON SUNDAYS WITH BROTHERS AND SISTERS IN CHRIST TO SHARE OUR RISEN LORD AND DO HIS WORK IN THE POWER OF THE HOLY SPIRIT. THE LORD IS THE STABILITY of our times. Let us pray. Lord, there's a lot happening in the world and a lot happening in our individual lives. We thank you for your thoughtfulness in knowing us so personally and intimately. Thank you for your kindness in sending a savior, good news of great joy. And we thank you for the Holy Spirit, who even now, as we pray, is sharing our deepest longings with you, our gracious God. Help us not to fret about the future, but put our full trust in you, for you are a great God of love and grace, a love and grace that sustains us. You are our stability. We pray with thankful hearts In the strong name of Jesus, amen.